0: Is Ask Amberly.
1: Well, this is like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so.
0: Maybe this is the fifth kind. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. Yes. <laughs>
1: the lights could not be brighter.
0: <laughs> you know what? I feel like this is what it felt like when we were coming to Earth. <laughs> the lights could not be brighter. Oh,
1: that's good stuff.
0: Yeah. And we're here. And, and what are we doing here? <laughs> what did we choose? Right. Yeah. No, no going back. No going back. Well, there is going back, but not uh, yet.
1: We'll save that for a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> You've probably done that one already, though.
0: On aliens.
1: No, going. Oh. Going, oh, going back. Going back and coming back. Oh. No.
0: Oh, about my out of body experiences. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've, I've touched on that a little okay. bit. Yeah,
1: I figured. I thought I had heard. Yeah, that was more of like one of the early episodes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I talked about that because that. Well, that's what got me into metaphysics yes. initially. Because and actually, I came to you. Yes, <laughs> I was like, "Who's my craziest friend?" I remember oh, that, Brandon Alamon. There you are.
2: Always
0: back at it again.
1: Yeah, episode two, <laughs> or yeah. no? Yeah, I mean, it's our second episode. But right, I don't know what episode for the this people. Is for, I don't know either. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I take long breaks.
1: Me too. haven't done my own in six months, so...
0: That's true. You haven't. It's okay. No. We're busy touching people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Something like that.
0: In the best of ways, you know.
1: Life gets in the way sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... What are we talking about?
0: I wanted to ask you some fun questions today. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I feel like these questions need to be asked, so... First of all...
1: I'll do my best to formulate what I perceive to be as answers.
0: Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. So, the first thing I would want to ask you... By the way, if you don't know Brandon, go to the first episode.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: We're just cutting to, cutting to the chase.
1: Yeah. We're skipping a lot.
0: Yeah. So, Brandon is a doctor of osteopathic medicine, European style. Correct. So... Um,
1: European manual style osteopathy. So
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: a so bunch you, of semantics from Western osteopathy and Eastern osteopathy.
0: Yes, so you use your hands to regulate, release all kinds of things, Stuff. tension in the body. Yeah, that we could use words to describe, but also we also no one knows what they're doing at the end of the day. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, <laughs> right. we're just all winging it.
0: But as long as people feel better, that's the end
1: goal. That's the goal, yeah, the result. So, I mean, most of my practice is chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Um, On the physical side, uh, headaches, TMJ stuff, really crazy, neurological disorders, Mm -hmm. you know, I go, I get double vision only when I go to the movies, out of my left eye, (laughs) type, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Right, and then your little prescription is stand on your head, face north.
1: 50% of the time.
0: Right. Yeah. It'll work every time. And yeah.
1: breathe only out of your left nostril. Right. Every third breath.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> put your head underwater and count to a million because <laughs> yeah. oh. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: No. You
0: can, you're very good at a lot of, I would call, impossible cases. I think you're great at
1: those. That's the... Uh, that's the brand. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. If I had to say, I would go, well, I specialize in the ridiculous. Yeah. It's kind of like the A team. Remember mm-hmm. that? Remember that show? Benny? No. No, I didn't think so. No. Nope. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah, the A team specialized in the ridiculous. That's that's pretty much what you do. What will walk through that door.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nine out of 10 patients or clients.
0: Right. But most people, well, yeah, I guess I would say most people used to know you as. <laughs> nutrition and or we'll call it food because we're not allowed to call it nutrition Yeah, you can't can't say that
1: (laughs) we're not allowed it'd be like yeah food and health related matters you're gonna
0: wind up in nutrition jail
1: correct so
0: twice (laughs) twice so we we have to say food food
1: and or health
0: and or health whatever that's what you work with right so i think your brain has so much knowledge about all of that information so opinions vary (laughs) Well, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because a lot of my clients are working through this, and I know even loved ones in my life are working through this right now, but especially females, the thyroid. Dun, dun, dun.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, shout out of a cannon, go. What do you right. know about the thyroid? No. But most people don't know that there are 22. You say it.
1: Yeah. All right. So the thyroid. Well, yeah. we'll... Uh, Crap! We'll try to condense. <laughs> I'll try to give you less than a fifteen-minute answer.
0: Okay, let's do it. Ish, uh,
1: but we'll you know, save
0: when, that for classes that you're going to put out. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of the one of my favorite quotes from mm-hmm. Ray Peet uh, is uh, he said, "I can't remember where he said it, but uh, I can hardly think of anything that conventional medicine doesn't misunderstand."
2: Mm.
1: And when it comes to the thyroid,
2: yeah, you
1: can put that statement you know, on a whole bunch of steroids. Yeah. Um, I don't, I haven't seen anyone probably in the last, I don't know, uh, 12 or 14, maybe 15 years that doesn't Mm -hmm. have some level of a thyroid issue. Mm -hmm. But what people don't know is there's a lot of different ways to have thyroid issues. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be a problem with the gland itself. Right. So conventional medicine tends to, you know, I don't even know where to start with that, but. There's uh, four different types of thyroid issues, Mm -hmm. roughly. Six different uh, pathways where things like that can happen. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at blood work and some of these other things from a functional physiology perspective, there can be 22 different patterns that lead to
3: patterns at the
1: end of the pattern is okay there's some level of a thyroid dysfunction right. going on doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem with the gland mm-hmm. gland could be fine right uh, but you could have a utilization issue you mm-hmm. could have a conversion issue you could have all sorts of stuff going on with the thyroid that conventional medicine doesn't pay quite honestly any friggin' attention to at all. Mm-hmm. So usually, people that I see that come to me, they're like, Yeah, I got a thyroid problem. Can you help? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, sh- okay. First of all, how do you know you have a thyroid problem? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, they ran some tests. Okay, that's fantastic. Let me see what they did. Okay, so you mm-hmm. got a TSH, a T3, and a T4, which yeah. tells you if you let your index finger touch your thumb, mm-hmm. it tells you about that much <laughs> about what's actually going on with the thyroid. It doesn't <laughs> tell you anything at all. And they're like, oh, well, I had it, you know, my TSH was elevated. So let me guess, they put you on Synthroid. Yeah. Okay. How's that worked for you? Is usually Mm -hmm. my first question. Yeah. And they're like, well, not very well. Yes. Okay. So what happened? Well, let me guess. You were on it for a while. It really didn't work. Symptoms got a little worse. Mm -hmm. You went back. They did a recheck. Wasn't much better. Increased the dosage. Right. Which for those that don't know, Synthroid is a T4. Mm Mm-hmm. So your thyroid produces a bunch of stuff. T, T4, T3, it also produces T2, which nobody really talks about, but it's there. Reverse T3. Uh, well, Does the thyroid that... doesn't produce reverse T3, mm-hmm. but you can have uh, T3 that gets, uh, T4 and or T3 that gets converted into reverse T3. Mm-hmm. Reverse T3 is like the break on, yeah. the, thyroid. Like on the thyroid gland yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dosage keeps getting increased uh, with, with the Synthroid, which is essentially a T4, and things get worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. until eventually they tap out and they're like, oh, well, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Just you know, uh, deal with it or you know, we'll try some other medication, so on and so forth. Right. Usually a T4, T3 combination of some kind works a hell of a lot better in my experience as opposed to just throwing somebody on T3 or T4 And you should do neither one of those until you have a really solid nutritional base. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: A a nutritional foundation that actually supports the function of the thyroid gland itself. There's Mm -hmm. tons of foods that support that. There's tons of foods that don't support that. And unfortunately, what gets passed off is a lot of politically correct nutrition. It's all stuff (laughs) that doesn't really support thyroid function at all. And the majority of your... Hormonal physiology is, is driven through the thyroid. So a lot of females have mm-hmm. hormone problems. Like, oh, I, you oh, know, I have a hormone issue. Well, if you have a hormone issue, you have a thyroid issue.
0: Mm. Well, and that can also go into the liver, too, if you have a hormone issue.
1: Yes. Well, the, but, so that's a big deal for the thyroid as well. Right. So, you know, like I said, the thyroid produces T4, T3, T2, some other stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: T, T, the majority of what it produces is T4. Right? So right. depending on who you're reading, what textbook, what research, blah, 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 uh but you know 92 to 95 percent of circulating thyroid hormone is t4 mm-hmm. the rest of it's going to be was technically going to be a combination of t3 and t2 but most nope just take two t2 out of it because yeah. you got to go to books that were written like in the 40s and 50s and stuff to mm-hmm. to even pay attention to that um which is a good idea but right. whatever mm-hmm. uh, so you know whatever fives three to six or seven percent of circulating thyroid hormones T3. Mm-hmm. But the body has to convert T4 into T3. Correct. Okay, So that conversion takes place peripherally, mm-hmm. mostly in the liver.
0: Through enzymes.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of it takes place in the gut. Again, depends on who you're reading. Could be 10% in the gut. Some people say mm-hmm. as much as 20 or maybe even 30% of thyroid conversion takes place in the gut. And some also uh, takes place in the kidney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... If, the
0: conversion happens in the kidney.
1: Right. Liver, the gut, and the kidney. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: See, I didn't know the kidney part.
1: The majority of it's in the liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the stuff that I've read, you know, again, it just, it just depends. 70 80%, maybe even more of that conversion takes place in the liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do have some in the gut, and you do have some in the kidney. Um, so if you have a T4, if you have a conversion problem, and there's a billion things that can cause a conversion problem.
3: Yeah.
1: Taking more teeth, T4. hmm doesn't do anything.
3: Yeah,
1: you just accumulate T four
0: exactly in the system, and it's not converting into T three, right?
1: Which is the, the a- active, the quote unquote, active, right. Which is also not correct, but yeah. we'll leave that <laughs> for. We'll just leave that there for now. But That's the yeah. active form mm-hmm. of thyroid hormone. So th- people just get put on more and more T four, and in my personal experience, mm-hmm. I've never seen that work. Right, not once.
3: Yeah,
1: ever in. I would have to go back and count the number of cases. Mm -hmm. It's a lot.
0: Well, and from my metaphysical experience, looking at the thyroid or thyroid dysfunctions, or, or I look at it as the thyroid gland reacting to something else going on in the body because the thyroid or glands in general typically respond to something in your environment where because it's mostly within the endocrine system and the nervous system and so that if you're in fight or flight or you know have a lot of endogenous stressors in your day or whatever it is the glands will start responding to greater things going on in the body they'll they'll respond initially but chronically over time there's something else in the organ systems that are going on that the gland then is a reflection of, okay, something else is going on in the body. That's my perspective of it. And the thyroid sits in the neck, which is expression for women. It's, yeah,
1: fifth, Yeah, fifth. well.
0: Right, chakra. It's fifth chakra get, right. for
1: communication, expression, the right to speak, mm-hmm. the right to be heard, all that kind of stuff. But yes, essentially, that I agree with that because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can even take that down to a tangible level because the more stress someone is... It's, I've written on the word stress yeah uh, st- stress is not an event it's a response it's a response mm-hmm. which people screw that up all the time
3: yeah
1: but the more stressors mm-hmm. you're exposed to it doesn't matter if there's six classes physical chemical electromagnetic psychic nutritional thermal the body doesn't differentiate your stress response mm-hmm. so it doesn't know the difference between you got a divorce or you know somebody hit you in the head with a baseball bat or mm-hmm. whatever the body's going to mount one stress response. Right and you might
0: want to get hit in the head after divorce
1: <laughs> Yeah it's Or intense. you might feel like you got hit in the head before you got a divorce uh, Right which yeah I've, I've got some personal experience with with that one. Um, so
3: your body's like, okay either way yeah know, so spin the wheel
1: your, one of your, one of your body's chief stress hormones is obviously cortisol. right. Chronically chronically elevated levels of cortisol blocks T4 to T3 conversion.
2: Mm, So
1: you could be stressed to the gills because you have a job that you hate or you got a spouse that you don't really enjoy spending much time with or maybe you don't like yourself very much for whatever reason. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I don't care much in the way how much T4 you take. uh, Yeah. Possibly even if you did have decent nutrition, which Mm -hmm. most people don't, but even if you did and you're still just pumping the system full of T4 – and you've got enough cortisol rolling through the system to kill a small horse, right. <laughs> you can't convert T4 to T3, you're not going to have optimal thyroid hormone levels. If you mm-hmm. don't have optimal levels and function, you won't have optimal carbohydrate utilization because that's the point in what the thyroid gland, what thyroid hormone does. Mm-hmm. It regulates energy utilization. Okay. The adrenals regulate energy availability. Mm-hmm. So, when you're freaked out and you need a bunch of energy that your adrenals kick in and, you know, they can mobilize glycogen from the liver and uh, break down musculoskeletal tissue if need be mm-hmm. and all this other kind of stuff. Well, adrenaline doesn't do that, but cortisol does that, mm-hmm. which is usually closely followed after adrenaline if uh, adrenaline doesn't get the job done. Right. So you, you get all that stuff going on, and it doesn't matter what you pump the system with, because mm-hmm. you won't be able to con- you won't be able to convert yeah. uh, T four to T three. So then your carbohydrate utilization goes to, mm-hmm. <laughs> which means your energy production goes to, <laughs> and then yeah. you're tired all the time, and you never you can you never feel recovered and
0: and then that's when you know everyone's saying oh I have chronic fatigue or adrenal right. failure right right
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah the adrenal fatigue thing has kind of been put to bed already. Mm-hmm. I believe even the guy that wrote the, the original book on that uh, adrenal what was the name of the book Adrenal adrenal fatig- adre- fatig- adren- adrenal, fat- <laughs> <laughs> adrenal fatigue the 21st century stress syndrome that was dr James Wilson
3: yeah
1: uh, I think not long, a couple maybe a couple of years or so after he wrote the book, came out and said, yeah, adrenal fatigue doesn't actually really exist. Mm. It's more of a result of kind of burning through all your nutritional reserves and now you're left with nothing. Right. It's not that, I mean, yes, you can fatigue the adrenal glands, but that's usually not the cause of anything. Right. Right. Um, So the adrenals and the thyroid work together. The adrenals work to regulate energy availability, but it's your thyroid that works to regulate energy utilization. Mm -hmm. And when you can't, when you don't have enough energy to match the physical or the metabolic demands that you place on your body day in and day out, that in and of itself is a stressor. Right. Because now the body's like, well, holy shit, you're not even giving me what I need to for basic survival well, what am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. I got to crank out more stress hormones and you know you, then you can get into the mindset of what happens mentally and uh, you know the whole right. triad of health kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's it's really i mean medicine just re- in my opinion
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, just really screws up everything having to do with 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 the thyroid and it's it's very right. difficult when people come in. And they've already been told by 73 other people yeah. with lots of cool letters behind their names mm-hmm. that they have a thyroid problem. You don't have a thyroid problem, you, yeah. you know. Even you can run expanded panels on that kind of stuff. But the the whole TSH, T3, T4 thing. I mean, you're missing. Yeah. You're missing total T3, total T4. Uh, you're missing reverse T3. You're missing uh, thyroid antibodies. Plus, you need to correlate mm-hmm. that kind of stuff with carbon dioxide albumin a bunch of other things to yeah. really get a good picture for you could honestly you can probably get more out of the broda Barnes basal temperature test
3: mm, oh yeah then
1: spending shit tons of money on labs that <laughs> until mm-hmm. you get all the foundational stuff in place doesn't really matter anyway yeah so you know, wake up in the morning before you get out of bed take your temperature and your pulse mm-hmm uh it, you know, now the, the with, so Broder Barnes, for your listeners who might not know, he's a medical mm-hmm. doctor. He's written a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, most of which I have. Um, he studied the thyroid for 50 years. So okay. in his opinion, you wake up with a basal temperature, which is, you know, under the arm. A lot of people don't do that because, you know, it takes forever. And, you know, heaven forbid you get your hands on a mercury thermometer. Yeah. You know, you'd be treated like a terrorist. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway. uh <laughs> So, usually, I just have people do, do an oral, you know, sublingual mm-hmm. uh, temperature first thing in the morning. And, and Brota Barnes' work, if you're below 97.8 consistently, yeah. yeah. And if you wake up one day and that happens, not a big deal. But if you're consistently below 97.8, you probably have some level of a functional thyroid issue going on. Mm-hmm. You know, the primary thyroid issue could be an issue with the pituitary or the thyroid itself, mm-hmm. secondary could be. Uh, with uh, conversion issues and, and those yeah. kinds of things. And there's tertiary problems and a fourth level of problems that can present with, f- with the thyroid. Yeah. So you can probably get a lot more out of just seeing what the hell your first morning temperature is, which I have everybody yeah. that I work with do for about a week just to get an average. Yeah. And after doing that for, say, it's been at least 14 years, I've been using this system that I use now. The average waking temperature is usually somewhere around 96.8, 96.9. Wow. Yeah, so far with, with the people that I see. I mean, I, I usually see people who are pretty... Yeah,
0: pretty, last case scenario. Pretty, yeah, they, yeah. They,
1: they, they're going everywhere, and
3: mm-hmm.
1: nobody knows who the hell I am or what I do, but it's like, oh, yeah. I heard from so-and-so. You know, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so 90,
2: 96.8, 96.9 wow. It's pretty
1: pretty standard. If I get somebody mm-hmm. in the low 97s, I'm like, all oh, right, that's not too bad, but that's still... yeah. yeah. And that's, I think Ray... Uh, Repeat Ray, Ray wants it like ninety eight or above. Yeah, Broder Barnes was that he, he his consensus was ninety seven point eight was kind of the mm-hmm. kind of the cutoff.
0: Yeah, well, and that goes big into metabolism and food and yes. all of that, and of course that's not the be all end all, but that's a huge support system right out the gate to support your thyroid and and just your body in general.
1: Yes, you you can't. You won't really fix a thyroid issue mm-hmm. if you don't regulate your blood sugar really well. Yeah. It, just physiologically, it just doesn't work that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so one of the first things people have to get a handle on is actually regulating their blood sugar well. Yeah. Which means, number one, of course, yes, you have to eat the right types of foods.
0: But eating enough, too, is huge for females right. because right out the gate, a lot of females work yes. with me. What are you eating in the morning? Well, I try to skip breakfast. I'm like, why are you trying to skip? Why are you trying to? What? After like a, at least an eight hour fast of sleeping. Right. And the last time you ate was, you know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m.
1: Right. And, and it was a
3: bottle of wine. <laughs> what are we doing? We
1: didn't, we didn't eat anything. We drank a yeah. bunch. And then we passed out. Yeah. For 10 hours. Yes. Right. You you, you have to eat the right foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even before that, you have to have good food quality. Yeah. But, yes, you must eat enough because not, not eating enough, again, a is a stressor. Mm-hmm. So, the body's like, oh, you didn't eat mm-hmm. enough. So, what do I have to do? I have to digest myself yeah, to be able to run all sorts of stuff
0: tear down muscle tissue which is the only metabolic tissue that burns fat
1: yes correct and
0: then the women are like well I have extra fat I can't
1: lose any fat yeah well there's only one way to do that you need more muscle
0: exactly you you need to eat to do that can't
1: do that unless you're repairing well you have to exercise to to an extent right but you can't repair any of that without Mm -hmm. the right amount of food so I mean one of the I mean if you want to break it down to Dr. Sue simple type stuff one thing I tell everyone is Mm -hmm. yo you need to be eating breakfast within 45 minutes of waking up
3: yeah
1: 30 would be better mm-hmm. but you know most people wake up and it takes them 30 minutes to wake up
0: yeah <laughs> 30 minutes to be like wow the lights are bright <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly Whew. who turned on all the lights but yes yeah, so yeah. you gotta you gotta wake up and you gotta eat and uh, a little known fact mm-hmm. is that the first 20 or 30 grams of protein or so that someone's going to eat in the day is actually going to be shuttled to running the detoxification pathways So your breakfast needs to have at least that amount of protein in it in most cases. So if you wake up and, you know, you eat a bagel and you wash that down with some coffee Mm -hmm. and you don't have even enough protein to get Mickey Mouse's motorcycle (laughs) around the inside of a Cheerio. (laughs) Yes, you ate breakfast. Did it serve you? Probably not. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can prove that to people with temperature and pulse, which is why I like it so much.
0: Well, and that's another stressor. You're right. you just got yeah. caffeine and, yeah.
1: Yeah. You, so now your blood sugar's shot through the roof, mm-hmm. and you have nothing to really stabilize yourself. And depending on what you put in your coffee, not long after that, you're going to have, like, a, basically a reactive hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. So your blood sugar spikes, and then blood sugar falls. Then mid-morning, you need either more coffee Mm-hmm. Or a you know a five hour energy or a Red monster Bull. or a Red Bull or whatever I mean who we are knows.
0: not sponsored <laughs> yeah <laughs> too bad
1: right um, I've never tasted any of that shit anyway yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you what that stuff tastes like but you I know you, you need some kind of pick me up mid morning and then mm-hmm. you go to lunch maybe
3: yeah right
1: which you know for most females is like a salad
3: mm-hmm. which again yeah
0: Where, where's the protein you don't have enough yeah
1: nutrition in that Mm -hmm. in most cases to really do anything yeah and then you have about another eight hour gap Mm -hmm. before you eat dinner or supper depending on what you call that this is southern louisiana where i'm from (laughs) that supper right you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) so you eat supper eight hours after maybe Mm -hmm. and then you go to bed right so when you have people do logs (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know it comes back well i'm tired all the time and i have no energy and i can't sleep my hair's falling out i'm constipated my nails are brittle my skin looks like crap this is awful i'm like yeah well on a daily basis you eat the nutritional equivalent of a cardboard box
3: (laughs) if that
1: because it's like oh for a day well i feel like i'm eating so much yep it was was 780 calories Mm
3: -hmm.
1: which i can sneeze that yeah (laughs) I mean, you, you can't do that anymore because you're not allowed to sneeze in public. But yeah,
0: right. You, it, it's, you better fart in public before you, you sneeze in you, public. Yeah, you'd be
1: much better off doing that. A than Hershey sneezing. squirt
0: is way better <laughs> than something flying out your nose. Yeah.
1: You, my
3: God. Yeah. You,
1: you might go to prison, but you don't have enough. You, there's no chance that you can run human physiology. All this shit about yeah. and so many women are told. You know this. I don't know where they pulled this twelve hundred calorie a day stuff out of the air, but mm-hmm. you you. Uh,
0: well, the government oh. recommends it, so <laughs> so therefore it's true.
1: <laughs> Wait, is that, that true? That's,
0: a, that's all. Yeah, the foodpyramid.gov. dot That's a whole other topic. Well, keep <laughs> going. <laughs> so twelve hundred calories.
1: Right, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Number one, I think it's an arbitrary, just kind of BS number that was probably pulled out of someone's third point of contact and <laughs> yeah you can't run human f- okay yes if you're 12 years old that might work
2: mm-hmm. but holy
1: shit my five-year-old eats more than that yeah legit i've tracked it
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know which our pediatrician had no idea what was like i've never seen anything like this mm-hmm. no kidding um yeah. but i mean you know he weighs like 50 48 pounds or something
2: mm-hmm.
1: now granted Accelerated growth rate because he's young, all that kind of stuff. Right. I was like, "Well, you know, uh, no, you're not going to run an adult's body on 1,200 calories a day. Yeah, even if you were eating 100% of your food from a biodynamic farm. Well, and I especially think you'd still
0: a female body,
1: right? You'd still have you'd you'd still have problems uh, left, right, and center
2: mm-hmm.
1: after a while, especially when you get into what I like to refer as referred to as uh, successful woman syndrome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, these women are working a lot you know my my wife was one of them uh, before Mm -hmm. we got together working yourself to death Mm -hmm. and barely eating yeah i don't have a problem with working yourself to death i like work ethic i'm big on that
3: Mm -hmm.
1: but you've got to support what you have to give your body enough food enough nutrition enough caloric intake to actually support what you're putting it through yeah and actually be able to respond to the metabolic demands you're placing on it Mm -hmm. you can't wake up and drink coffee and then eat a salad And then get home at night and have a feast to celebrate the starvation of the day (laughs) and then think you're going to be able to run like that for any sustained length of time without major, major problems. Yeah. And that's why I have, you know, if you look at females, usually before they're 30, there's everything under the sun going wrong
2: Mm -hmm.
1: from, uh, you know, issues with their cycle or they don't have a cycle or... It's very irregular.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I've had you know females in their late teens and early twenties that hadn't had a cycle in three or four years. Yeah, for no perceivable reason at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with you know women in their forties or whatever. No, no cycle or thirties trying to get you know uh, fertility problems. Well,
0: yeah, you have no energy to for yourself, much less have a baby. Right, another human growing inside of you that. Takes all of your energy.
1: Yes, the, right. the the two things that get hit the hardest in
0: digestive the
1: human body whenever you're just stressed to the gills like that is the endocrine system and mm-hmm. the digestive system. Yeah. So I mean, is it no look? Are, are GI clinic's busy. Yeah. Just a tad. Mm-hmm. Or is in vitro fertilization one of the most rapidly growing branches of medicine on planet Earth? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. last time I checked, it was, I don't know what it is now,
0: but imagine going through all of that when all you really needed to do was eat more, you know, like that there's so right. many options out there for yeah. people that you eat and more food is a big foods, part of that. You,
1: you, like I said, you can't, you, you won't correct hormonal physiology. You won't correct what you have to do that. You have to correct whatever's going on with the thyroid mm-hmm. functional or otherwise, and you can't do either one of those without regulating your blood sugar.
0: Well, and people are afraid of eating fruit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense.
0: <laughs> well, well, there's too much sugar in fruit. Yeah, okay. Don't you know that? Right, <laughs> food yeah. pyramid.gov.
1: Again, you know, this, <laughs> I can't think of anything from a food standpoint <laughs> that most yeah. experts don't misunderstand. Yeah. Having people avoid fruit, you know, kind of like yeah. it, I, that that's one of the most asinine things you could do yeah that makes no sense at all
3: yeah Uh, well
0: it's the most bioavailable uh glucose or well well,
1: both right
0: right so fructose yeah and yeah so and that every single cell in the body needs glucose to run
1: yes every Every, every, every single cell your, your cells run most efficiently yeah off of glucose Correct. That's a that's a caveat because
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you you know that's the argument in the like in in the paleo camps or the keto camps or
3: mm-hmm.
1: the I, I lose track of all these camps because I don't really care.
0: Camps are cults. Uh,
1: Both. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Right. No. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, they take on that kind of an identity after a while.
0: Well, yeah, but for sure, because you start identifying as that, like yeah. I'm I'm this. I'm like, well, <laughs>
1: no, you're a human what being,
0: is, right? <laughs> I'm like you just happen to eat a more vegetarian lifestyle
1: right yeah so the, the, the cults and the isms I'm not a big I'm not a super big fan of yeah but you know the argument on the, the, the low carbohydrate side is that well you know you don't need carbohydrates to survive well that you know there is some truth to that you, mm-hmm. the body does have adaptive mechanisms to get by in times of famine shortage you know scarcity of carbohydrate intake mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff but that's an adaptive mechanism yeah you're not meant to live in that kind of a state,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and this is not you know ten thousand years ago, yeah, the selective pressures that we're under now <laughs> that I guess it would depend on your perspective, mm-hmm. but you know compare all of the stuff that we deal with today that even just a couple of hundred years ago we didn't have to deal with
0: well even just down to the environmental stressors like wi-fi the emf right. the yeah. you know pollution in the air from cars and it's just yeah. there's so much on top of working all the time and having the technology that you never turn off and it's all stimulating the nervous system constantly
1: yeah it's all pollution yeah of some in some way shape form or fashion so you know some people like well i mean i'd rather deal with that than running from a saber-toothed tiger all right right (laughs) cool but here's the thing when you get away from the saber-toothed tiger you stop yes you relax you come
0: down from it you come
1: down from that and you rest and you Mm -hmm. digest when you're in this culture Mm -hmm. you never stop right your your downtime is literally used doing stimulating stuff like staring mm-hmm. at a light box on the wall mm-hmm. or staring at a phone which is
2: well, blasting
1: all sorts of stuff into your nervous system amongst other things
0: right and to your point before where you said the nervous system in your body doesn't understand the difference between going through a divorce or getting in hit in the head with a baseball bat it's the same thing when it's simulated right. on a screen and you're watching somebody getting eaten by a tiger <laughs> right. and you're like or a zombie. holy crap. Yeah. And then your nervous system's running amok and you're yes. like, okay, let me try to go to bed now.
1: <laughs> yeah, good luck with that.
0: Right. right. Or watching murder mysteries right before bed. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you're never going to go to sleep. Like, read a book or so- or just, yes. you know, listen to a podcast. Plug.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah, do no, something.
1: I've, I've chewed my mom out for stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't sleep well last night. Why not? Well, you know, yeah. we were watching uh, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus. I mean,
3: <laughs> yes. Right.
1: I would have a hard time going to sleep, you know, after you watch everything being blown up. Or the up. news,
3: yeah.
1: Right. Or anything that stresses you out. Mhm. And everybody's like, "Oh, well it doesn't really work that way." Yes it does. If you go to a movie, you know just as well as anybody else that you can you can you can feel yourself tensing up mm-hmm. during Yeah i guess i need to get this thing greased or something (laughs) i mean this is wild it it doesn't uh, um, Um, so you get a physiological mm -hmm. response from that yeah
0: exactly And and the same
1: thing happens with you know uh, electromagnetic frequencies Mm -hmm. and you know nobody's paying attention to that although that was classified i I think even by the world health organization as a Mm
2: -hmm.
1: a, a carcinogen right (laughs) at some point in the past that nobody paid attention to
0: Well, and that's why things like going on vacation or being out in nature is so important because you're getting that negative ion, that frequency from the earth that's the natural rhythm of the body. You start synchronizing with that rhythm versus the rhythm that's out of sync with your body, which is the technology and and all that. And so that in and of itself can be healing to the thyroid or the nervous system, the, the body in general. All of it, yes. When you're letting go, and that opens up the detoxification pathways uh, when you're out letting go, l- letting go of all the toxic stuff or the triggers or the stressors and you're in an environment that is relaxing. Say it is vacation or spa day or going to the beach. And you're there, <laughs> your favorite thing. Yes. And uh, <laughs> definitely, you're there. It calms the nervous system and allows for the body to start self-regulating a lot easier. So there are things you can do other than, you know, eating correctly and, you know, working with a practitioner or things like that. There are other things that you can do in your life to support energetically what's going on with your body too.
1: Yes, tons. Right. Yeah, the, the, you know, there's essentially... When I work with someone on this side of things, I'll always tell them there's only six things that you have actual control of if you're trying to improve your current health status.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you, you can control your breathing, Yeah. which you can do a lot with that. Right, true. Um, you can control what you do or do not drink.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You can control what you do or do not eat. You can control whether or not you exercise whatever that means for you. Right. I don't particularly care.
2: Moving uh, the body.
1: Just, yeah, getting some, yeah. some movement. The body is meant to move. All you got to do is look at a moving body of water. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. It's clean. <laughs> and then look at like a swamp, which just sits there full of true bacteria and decrepit stuff.
0: Right, because you can't detox if you're just stagnant. You have no, to the, move the body. The
1: visceral organs are designed. You have to pump fluids through the visceral organ system.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And if you don't do that, then the organs can become stagnant. Yeah. And then the function of the, you know, structurally they can become restricted Mm
3: -hmm.
1: through a number of different anatomical means and structure can easily influence function. Right. So the organs are restricted. They're not moving as well. Now they don't function as well. Mm
2: -hmm. Everything
1: starts going to hell in a handbasket. So you can control how much movement you participate in or you don't. Right uh so you 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 got your breathing your water your food your movement you do have control over uh your sleep
2: mhm
0: yeah well and people don't really understand how breathing can detoxify the body or just the movement in general and in the diaphragm muscle pushing against the spinal cord and pumping out all the lymphatic fluid with white blood cells that boost the immune system right. and also kills toxins and bacteria and things like that. But yeah. just the movement in general connects you to your body to source energy to whatever you want to call it. It calms the body instantly. When you're breathing your body is signaled hey I'm calm. If you're you know running from a tiger or you're scared you you <gasps> Right. Hold your breath. you're holding
1: your breath usually. Yeah. Right,
0: so even just signaling to your brain, "Hey, I'm safe. I'm going to breathe right now." That calms everything, and physiologically, there's a cascade effect Huge. of hormones shifting in a completely different direction from you know cortisol, adrenaline, all that to, ooh, okay, now I can do you know progesterone and, and right. things like that. That all are the youth
1: associated stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the li- the the diaphragm is in direct contact with. I forget which lobes of the liver, mm. uh, but there are. There's a direct anatomical contact when the when the di- when it's allowed to move the way that it's. But a lot of people have diaphragm restrictions. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons for that is because the diaphragm is an emotional holding center for the human body. Uh, so is the liver. The liver tends to concentrate a lot of our most uh, traumatic events yeah. in, in life. Technically, that can go anywhere, but the liver.
0: Is an angry elf. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the liver <laughs> yeah. probably wins first prize for concentrating that kind of stuff. For sure. And the diaphragm is also an emotional holding center. So a lot of people, when I put them on the table mm-hmm. and do an assessment, of like a physical assessment, like, okay, well, like, you know, the left side of your diaphragm is like super locked down. And, you know, the pillars of the domes on the right side might be stuck this, that, or the other. They may need like a diaphragm release. But when the diaphragm is allowed to move properly, it actually massages the liver.
2: Mm. when
1: you breathe that matters because that pumps the liver right it pumps fluid through the liver it keeps it mobile and then the liver also has movement within the organ itself
0: mm-hmm. and that helps the kidneys the gallbladder the other detoxification organs
1: they're all kind of you
0: and that helps with weight loss
1: right you can't separate what one organ does from right from another one that's something also that western medicine has done really well with you know. yeah that doesn't work just take that one out <laughs> right no it, you know it has a function
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: um but yes the breathing i mean there's tons of literature and research i mean you don't even have to be all that intelligent to go find research that shows you you can easily sh- you know stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. and a lot of that goes through the vagus nerve yeah with the right type of of breathing you can just go mm-hmm. lay on the friggin' floor somewhere and breathe slowly for three minutes Mm -hmm. you know one of the things i i teach a lot of patients and clients of mine is uh, i call it box breathing Mm -hmm. which is you pick usually people start with like twos or threes because a lot of people are used to breathing really shallow but it's just you know inhale for say three seconds hold for three seconds Mm -hmm. exhale for three seconds pause for three seconds inhale for three hold for three exhale for three pause for three it's a box Mm -hmm. hence Box right. breathing. Start wherever the hell it is you are. Some people might have to start with one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. might be a step in the right direction. But start at two or three, whatever, and you can actually work your way all the way up to tens.
3: Yeah. You
1: know, which is like forty seconds to take one breath. Mm-hmm. Which there's really good scientific literature and uh, empirical data with a lot of the Eastern philosophies and uh, yoga, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe they call it pranic breathing, where if you can, if you can, I can't remember if it's the whole breath has to take one minute or if it's just like a, right. min, a minute for an right. inhale and a minute for an exhale. But if you can do that, then technically you can eliminate any pain in the body.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, and, and just oxygenating the cells in the body. Can That's move, a yeah, big deal as well. About all that. Well, and boosting the immune system, all of that. But the vagus nerve is a huge component of fight or flight because yep. that is runs all the way up into the brainstem. stem which is your uh, most animal
1: it's your reptilian brain
0: right and that's the animal instinct of i want to belong to a tribe you know if you have right. different beliefs from from me i could get kicked out of the tribe and therefore my survival rate can go down so i have to believe what you believe so that i stay safe yeah or if, if you're doing something different from me i hate you <laughs> but it's not i hate you it's holy shit I might die. I might
1: die, right. Yeah. yeah, so the
0: vagus nerve is a big deal.
1: <laughs> just a little bit, yes, just a little bit. In and today's world. Correct, and so there's two branches to that thing, and mm-hmm. the, the breathing that we just talked about will tends to stimulate the branch that's linked to all of your parasympathetics. Right. So you know the parasympathetic nervous system slows everything down mm-hmm. except for your digestion. It, it's, right. It speeds it up. The sympathetic nervous system does the opposite. speeds everything up except digestion, it slows it down. So I just tell people, you know, when you're sympathetically stimulated and you're running from the tiger, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about you know, having a bowel movement. Or a baby. Well, well maybe you maybe you would. Yeah. <laughs> you might. You could have a peristalsis. Yeah, you could yeah. have an override of the parasympathetics, yeah. but uh you're typically not thinking about going to the bathroom or you're not thinking about trying to procreate with something. Yeah. You know, so your hormonal systems and your digestive drives
2: mm-hmm.
1: tank because you need to run to right. survive. Mm-hmm. Whereas the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, calms everything down. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I can't, is it Smolensky, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers? Oh. I might I have know. the author wrong. Man, I don't I, There's so many books. Yeah. Um. But yeah, why zebras don't get ulcers, I believe is inside of the book. Hmm. But essentially, you know, you're running away from a a lion. Yeah. You know, literally, you can see this stuff on like, it's freaking YouTube. Yeah. This video. Damn thing's running for its life. Mm -hmm. Ten seconds later, it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. We're just always running for our lives.
3: Well,
0: and if you watch the video on YouTube, make sure you breathe after. (laughs) Correct. it will simulate...
1: (laughs) You'll be freaked out just as, freak, just as freaked <laughs> out as the zebra is.
2: Right. But
1: that stuff, you know, all of that, you know, going back to thyroid function mm-hmm. and what everybody thinks of as, as thyroid problems, it usually is not a thyroid problem. It's Correct. usually a problem with all the other stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you use a Chinese philosophy of surrounding the dragon
2: mm-hmm. and in the
1: center, you got this thyroid problem. And you have 52 things around it that could potentially be contributing to the thyroid problem. Right. As you start checking those things off, by the time you get to the thyroid, it's usually not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you learn how to regulate your blood sugar by, number one, eating the right types of foods that support thyroid physiology. Mm-hmm. And eating those things frequently enough, yeah, so that you don't have you know 14 hours between your first and your second meal, Mm -hmm. which is impossible to regulate your blood sugar that way. So, you eat the right foods, you eat them frequently enough, and then you can work on you know customizing that to you Mm -hmm. in terms of how much you know, how much protein do do you need, right? How much carbohydrate do you need, Mm -hmm. how much fat do you need Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Uh, because that's going to vary from person to person and it can vary during the day and time of day. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. also, you know, in in the system that I use, I I bring uh, in some cases uh, neurotyping into that Mm -hmm. because what your neurotransmitters are doing can be a big deal uh, as well. So like a guy like me, I'm I'm a dopamine type. Mm -hmm. So I need to drive dopamine as much as humanly possible in the morning. Mm. Because I won't.
0: That's like the for people who don't know. That's like uh, reward centers in the brain. Yes, uh, dopamine's more reward. Serotonin is more of like the happy thing of like bonding and things like that. Dopamine's like goal oriented. Right. Achievement. Yeah, that kind your
1: of thing. your dopamine types. I mean, I'm. I mean, you you've known me a while.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can peg a dopamine type pretty easily. They're mm-hmm. usually pretty fiery. Motivated. Very motivated. Ridiculously structured. mm Hmm super competitive yeah you know a dopamine type is usually gonna play Monopoly with a 10 year old kick his ass and laugh at him while it's happening and
0: throw the board in his face and then when he
1: wins kick the board in his face and you know make the kid feel like shit (laughs) (laughs) so that's a that's a classic (laughs) but
0: But that's just what I hear
1: Yeah. yeah I don't know anything about it personally. Right. Uh, no, but that's so that's a classic. Do- that's a classic dopamine type. So right. when when you figure, I use Braver, uh, Dr. Eric Braverman's system for that. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. systems of neurotyping that are out there, uh, and I think Braverman took his from a couple of older guys, uh, you know, back in the day. I like Braverman's. It's essentially a personality assessment, mm-hmm. but it's pretty damn accurate. Uh, there's some there's some glitches. Because technically, everybody has a dominant excitatory neurotransmitter, and everybody also has a dominant inhibitory neurotransmitter.
3: Okay.
1: So your excitatory stuff is your dopamine, your acetylcholine, and mm-hmm. adrenaline, noradrenaline. Mm-hmm. And then your uh, inhibitory stuff is like uh, serotonin and GABA. Mm-hmm. So serotonin's like the break for the nervous system. GABA is the friggin' emergency break. Mm. So people will have dominant excitatory and inhibitory neurotransmitters. Now, Braverman's, yeah. Braverman's assessment, we just get a dominant. A dominance mm-hmm. and a deficiency, okay, which is good enough
3: mm-hmm.
1: in my book to, to start with because you got to do a whole bunch of other foundational stuff before you start worrying about this crap anyway. But it does matter. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I'm trying to drive as much dopamine and acetylcholine in the morning, I don't need a ton of carbohydrate in the morning. Okay, I need some, mm-hmm. but I don't need a lot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then I'm also GABA deficient. Okay, So when you're GABA deficient, deficient your sleep is shit. Mm. Sorry, yeah, but it is. It's yeah. you, if you get somebody who's GABA deficient, they're not sleeping well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, there's certain things that you can do in the evening with your with your how you structure your supper or your dinner,
3: yeah, depending mm-hmm.
1: on where you are, and maybe a maybe a bedtime snack depending on the timing of that kind of stuff to drive serotonin and GABA at night so that mm-hmm. you get a better night's sleep. Yeah, that's typically a good idea in most cases anyway. Mm-hmm depending on what what the person has going on.
3: Well, right. Because
0: then if, you know, like somebody who hasn't eaten all day or is working on blood sugar or something, if they're not sleeping, a spoonful of honey with some sea salt on it could also help to go to sleep because then you'll have enough backup sugar to get you through the night. Your body's like, okay, I'm not going to die. And then the salt will calm the nervous system. Yes. But you could, you could eat technically a perfect diet too. Say perfect, quote unquote, and still have certain issues. And what I've found with clients that I've worked with, they're like, you know, I'm I'm eating everything, I'm eating enough, I'm I'm doing this, but the letting go and the detoxification is off because they're not letting go of certain things mentally. I've found, and especially with females, it, but, but probably dopamine types too <laughs> no
1: yeah no that's everybody it's not yeah. it's it's everyone I mean if yeah. you want if you want to get really technical about it
2: mm-hmm.
1: which I you know if somebody the, the people that I work with mm-hmm. you know when they get to that point that's usually when I would just say
0: come work with me go work with them. well everybody. that's what I specialize in right
1: because that's you know I like that stuff I'm, I'm into it I, I, li- I like
0: mental cases
1: <laughs> right I'm not I'm like look I got my own problems
0: right but when you're creating resistance around things yes too and judging everything you're eating or just eating automatonically whatever like an automaton just going through the motions because someone told them to do it and they're not connecting to the food because I what feel you like call that? automatonically <laughs> like an automaton like a what the like f- a robot
1: that? oh yeah that's a new one
0: oh I
1: <laughs> you got me
0: I learned <laughs> you something got
1: me <laughs> automaton
0: automaton yeah all right um it starts with an a yes not not to be confused with fomo when we were trying to make o yes. and a earlier fear of
1: so. f- fear of f- wait, f- failing on my own <laughs> f-
0: failing on my own
1: yes <laughs> yeah uh yeah
0: but if you have resistance around with something say you're judging a hamburger or a sprite and you're like you yeah, know I, did, I can't we, have this we did that a long time ago we did yes. that, yeah yeah Part of you even going through the movement of drinking a little bit of a Sprite or eating a little bit of a hamburger to release the resistance, it's just a mental bullshit judgment. That's all it is. And it yeah. actually opens up detoxification pathways in the body when you do that.
1: Yeah. And you, you can create stress responses doing that shit too. Mm-hmm. And you can actually create on, on the spot food intolerances. Yeah, uh, b- because of that, you know that's why I always tell people. You know, they're like, "Oh, you know, you you, you can't develop a, a depravity or de- however you say that word mm-hmm. uh, mindset around what you're doing." You know, because whenever you get into nutrition, that's actually structured. My entire system is structured specifically to support the thyroid mm-hmm. because I happen to think it's probably the it, it's probably the most well. I can't say it's the most important gland you got, but it's. I mean, it's pretty close, right? I mean it, it it's it's shaped like a butterfly for a reason. And a shield. And it's, yeah, me, it, the, the word thyroid, I think, comes from the Greek word th- thrios, or th- I might mm-hmm. be pronouncing that wrong, but it means the shield. Mm-hmm. So it's literally your shield against disease.
3: And toxins. And
1: toxins and all this other kind of stuff. And the things that have the greatest amount of T3 receptors on them, if I'm not mistaken, are the brain and the heart. mm and I would have to probably say also the gut, and it's not a coincidence that those are the, your three biological oscillators. Mm. Those are the three things that have to be in tune with one another if you want to really be healthy. And if you want to figure out if, whether or not you are, then just uh, take your pulse rate mm-hmm. and divide it by your respiratory rate. Mm. If that is not a whole number, yeah. the brain, the heart, and the gut are not in tune. Mm. so if you look at it from conventional standpoint which i'm usually not a fan of but say 70 uh 72 uh beats
0: per minute
1: yeah 72 pulse rate 72 beats per minute and roughly 12 breaths Mm -hmm. per minute Well, 72 divided by 12 was that six
3: i have no idea
1: it's got to be right
3: yeah that's good enough
0: I don't have my. Ca- I don't math well.
1: Yeah, I don't math. Uh, I used to math really. Yeah, seventy-two. Yeah, that's <laughs> six times twelve is seventy-two. Right. Right. So that's a whole number.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: your biological oscillators are good. But if you're mm-hmm. seventy-four beats uh, seventy-four beats a minute and thirteen breaths a minute.
3: Right. Seventy-four
1: divided by thirteen is some fractionated number that I'm not smart enough to figure out right now.
3: Yeah.
1: Your biological oscillators are not in sync. Mm. That is a problem.
3: Gotcha. And
1: that's part of the way I assess stuff even physically from a nutritional standpoint. Mm. So I have, yeah, so What it will, the way it works when people typically work with me, I want to see your blood work mm-hmm. if you have any.
2: Yeah.
1: If you don't, it's not absolutely essential. But again, I specialize in the ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'll see people that have, <laughs> you know, a laundry list of health problems. It's not just I'm tired. Yeah it's a lot of other stuff Uh, so i want to see preferably their blood work which is usually a a chem panel Mm -hmm. or some some labs call that a metabolic panel and a cbc or a complete blood count and then a lipid panel is good to have which is you know your cholesterol ldl hdl triglycerides all that good stuff Uh, and then if possible i like to be able to throw in things like phosphorus uric acid a vitamin d3 level Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a pretty that's solid blood work. Uh, but if you got a, a chem panel and a CBC, that's also good. Mm-hmm. That's going to give somebody who's looking at it from a functional standpoint, who knows what they're looking at, you'll be able to get a pretty good indicator of all 13 systems in the body
3: yeah.
1: looking at that. But then I also put people through a fairly extensive array of questionnaires, which mm-hmm. dives into all kinds of nooks and crannies that they don't really want to talk about uh you know uh, a lot of shame uh, comes up right there's a nutritional survey there's there's a bunch of stuff about mm-hmm. uh you know like your most sometimes most people leave it blank i know right there red flag yeah but like your life's greatest stressors
2: mm-hmm. or
1: how do you how how stressful do you perceive your life to be right now on a 10 scale
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know i think the lowest anybody's ever puts like a seven
0: <laughs> yeah right
1: you know and then and then i put them through uh, what i call my in-home assessments. Mm-hmm. which or you know it's 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 quote unquote the weird stuff like i want to know what your temperature and pulse is when you wake up and before you go to bed mm-hmm. and i want to know uh you know how many breaths you take in a minute if you're standing up sitting down or lying down
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we do uh, ph of your saliva and urine during a 24-hour period of time
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i do something that's called an acid challenge test which is also pH of the saliva after you're exposed to something like lemon juice. Mm. See what happens to it over a length of time, which gives me an indication of your alkaline mineral reserves and what the buffering systems in your body are actually doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in some cases, there's a glucose challenge test, there's a potassium challenge test, so I can know if someone might need to be shifted more towards what we would refer to as group one nutrients or group two nutrients. Are group one foods or group two foods
3: okay
1: put all that stuff together and you can come up with a plan for someone that says all right this is this is how we need to structure things yeah based on all of this data i'm mm-hmm. not just making the stuff up and saying you know everybody's like well how many calories do i need to mm-hmm. eat well, i have no idea
2: mm-hmm. how
1: many are you eating now okay 600 all right well we can't take you from 600 and put you at 2,000 tomorrow, yeah. unless you want to expand at an alarming rate. Right. <laughs> uh, and most women don't want to do that. Yeah. So right. you have to go really slow, mm-hmm. especially if somebody has a history of yo-yo dieting, for and a sure. history of, well, you know, I didn't eat any grains for like five years, mm-hmm. and then I put them back in, but then I gave up dairy, mm-hmm. and I haven't had any dairy products for three years. And then, well, that's cool, but then I put that back in too, and then I then I then I was a vegetarian for six months, or more, and then I went on the carnivore diet and just mm-hmm. ate whale blubber, yeah, for six months. At okay.
0: At this point, you would do better blank slating them, right. <laughs> blank slating their brain, and be like, yeah. start from scratch. I need
1: the damn thing that they used in Men in Black. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> right. the, the little I forget what they called it. Yeah, uh, but that to just wipe all that out and start
0: exactly start
1: from scratch. So yes. Right. Where you are now, we have to know. Mm-hmm. I always tell people the same thing. If, if, you, if you're trying to get somewhere, what's the first thing you got to know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you got to know where the hell you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you don't know where you are, you're in trouble. That's why they make things like a compass. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're out in nature, where the hell am I? Okay, north is that way.
3: Yeah.
1: So you have to know where you are first. So you have to mm-hmm. take an inventory of where you are, mm-hmm. which is what the blood work and the, the food logs and the temperature and the pulse and the pH and all that stuff is. Okay, here's where you are. This is where you want to go. Okay, well, the gap is pretty wide. Mm-hmm. So we have to take a step-by-step process to get you there in a way that's not stressful because mm-hmm. it doesn't do you any good if it stresses you out. Yeah. And also that doesn't stress your physiology, Saying going from 600 calories a day to, to 900 tomorrow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's stupid. Right. You can't do that. Well, mm-hmm. you can. It just won't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you'd be well, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, f- a few a lot better. And then
0: you say, go see Amberley.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And i say, well, you're going to have to...
0: Mentally know, do some stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you got big blocks there, then, you know, we got to work on that too. But yeah. y- you have to know where you are mm-hmm. in order to be able to formulate a plan to get where you say you want to go.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Then that's where the rubber meets the road where people have to figure out, all right,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, yeah. going on this journey, is there something that I really... That I really want to do, but you won't fix a thyroid problem or a hormone or that a, hormo- uh, mm-hmm. a hormone problem without doing any of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not. I'm sorry, it's just not possible. Yeah. And you know, for females who may be listening, a very interesting point. Uh, if you look at uh, and Broda Barnes talks about this in his book uh, Hypothyroidism and Unsuspecting Illness, which he pegs. I think forty percent of the population with a thyroid a thyroid problem. Mm. Uh, I put that higher. Yeah. But from a functional standpoint, mm-hmm. um, if you look at everything that's been done in gynecological medicine
2: mm-hmm.
1: to balance hormones, proper thyroid therapy outperforms everything else in gynecological medicine combined. Wow. It's mm. it's not even close. Because your hormonal physiology is driven through the thyroid. So That's your, so your body takes cholesterol mm-hmm. and converts it into most of your hormonal compounds right. with the use of t- T3 mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. You know, like animal source vitamin A, magnesium, manganese, copper, selen- all this stuff. But if you don't have available T3 to do that, then your cholesterol will not be converted into most of your youth associated hormones,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is progesterone, uh, testosterone, DHEA, stuff like that. Right. Those are the youth associated, uh, and, and progesterone is probably the dominant hormone for females, not mm-hmm. not estrogen.
3: Correct. Uh, the right. way
1: people t- t- tend to, and estrogen is not a female hormone anyway. Right. Males have it. And I mean to, to well, classify hormones as something that's male or female. Not that I mm-hmm. get into the political correctness of that nonsense, but it's completely stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, males have estrogen too. Yeah, and right. Parts of your brain wouldn't develop without it. Mm-hmm. Um. So you can't. <laughs> you can't even get to synthesizing your youth-associated hormones
2: mm-hmm.
1: without optimal thyroid function right now you can you can take that even a step further and say you won't be able to synthesize your youth associated hormones if you're also always stressed to the gills yeah because the pathways compete
0: Mm -hmm. well and cholesterol is an antioxidant and will spike in its production under stress
1: yes it will because you will need you will also need it to you you get so without going through all of the complicated (laughs) hormonal pathways you know pregnenolone is -hmm. a a precursor to all of your youth associated stuff Mm -hmm. and then it's also it can be taken over into a separate pathway to synthesize cortisol Mm -hmm. and some of your other like stress associated hormones okay so if you're super stressed out, then you mm-hmm. get what, what, what's referred to in, in some of the functional medicine circles as either they either referred to it as pregnenolone steal mm-hmm. or cortisol escape.
2: Mm-hmm. Where
1: more of, under normal circumstances, I believe, man, it's been a long time since I even thought about this crap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But under normal circumstances, I believe about 60% of the pregnenolone, mm-hmm. it, it's not set in stone. Nothing in the body is this linear, but I'm just trying to mm-hmm. paint a picture here. 60% of the pregnenolone that you you know is utilized to synthesize all of your youth associated stuff mm-hmm. and about 40% is used to synthesize your cortisol and stress related hormones. Mm-hmm. Most people have that Work way first. backwards and tipped even yeah. further where mm-hmm. you got 80 or 90% of what's needed to synthesize the stuff that keeps you young and youthful and vital and awesome. Is now being stolen to produce all of these stress hormones, just so you can halfway respond to the life that you've created for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I- even in a situation like that, if you're—I mean—you certainly need good nutrition just to be able to mount that kind of a response. Mm-hmm. Because after a while, if you don't have that, then you don't even get the stress response anymore. Right. I've seen people that have damn near like what's talking about burn out the adrenals. Mm-hmm. I- I've seen people that have almost had like functionally put themselves into like an Addison's disease.
3: Yeah.
1: Situation where the adrenals can't even pro- you can't even produce.
3: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Nothing. Yeah. Nothing's happening. You could die mm-hmm. from that.
3: Right. I mean, right. you need
1: you need cortisol to live. Mhm. Um so right. You know, yes, the nutritional component matters, but also all of the other, the the quote-unquote airy-fairy stuff. Yeah, the you, know, you <laughs> mental need, the mental. The mental stuff where, well, you know, yeah. how do you perceive your life? How do you, you know, that gets into right. basically in my system, that gets into how closely someone is or is not living according to their I values.
3: Mm, right.
1: The further off they are from living their I values means basically they're living somebody else's value system. And when you're living somebody else's value system that shit gets pretty stressful
0: well and that's what i've seen working with a lot of women too men men for sure but women tend to be people pleasers and with low boundaries and so they'll you know well what does my mom want what does my friend want what is you know and then you lose sight of what it is that you are really here to do or what you what really drives you and then that really does mess with your physiology and your hormonal system and all of that because your energy is being scattered everywhere else. Right. Trying to please everybody else. And then it, it's, it runs a, a whole different system in your body. But earlier, how you and I were talking about um, stressors. And mentally, if you are perceiving or if your body's perceiving your life as, oh, there's a tiger in the room, your body's gonna react even if you know mentally like okay the tiger's not in the room your body doesn't know that right and so that's what trauma does to the brain that's what you know chronic stress does to the brain it's trained the body to respond as if a tiger is in the room chronically and so even though the tiger's not there and you're thinking why the hell can't i sleep at night why you know why are my right. hormones like this why is my hair falling out why you know all of that and then you realize If you can train the brain to say, hey, no, it's just a picture of a tiger. It's just a children's storybook. Let's just you know, flip the page. page. Right. It's not real. It's not in the room. Your body and your physiology can then relax and a whole, again, physiological cascade effect shifts into the youth-associated hormones and the thyroid can actually do what it's here to do and the conversion is actually happening and all of that starts coming into play. But if mentally you're so stressed out, you know it. It's you have to meet the body halfway. So right. if you're feeding yourself correctly, which is great, that's half the battle. But then there's all that mental, emotional, yeah. energetic stuff. And you know you can work top down or bottom up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If well, you all, it's
1: it's the triad of health anyway. Right. So you know, physical, mental, chemical. Mm-hmm. If if you happen to improve your physiology from a nutritional perspective. Typically, that improves your mental environment. Yeah. It, it certainly makes you feel better physically. For sure. And if you feel better physically, typically you, you, know, you start you know, thinking more clearly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so on and so forth. It goes to the you know, sick body, sick mind
3: mm-hmm.
1: kind of thing, and right. the argument can be made very easily and this would have to be saved for another episode
2: mm-hmm.
1: that what happens mentally will supersede everything, anything else anyway. Right. So and the other aspect of that is an individual and Dr. Gaber Mate is a guy who has a lot of the research on this kind of stuff. Uh, you can become addicted to your own stress hormones, mm. or you can get to the point to where being in a stressed out state is now perceived to be a <laughs> safe environment,
3: Oh, and the okay. absence right. of the
1: stressors is now perceived to be unsafe.
0: And that puts more stress on the body. Right. So, mm.
1: and And then there's a neurophysiological component to that as well, because- mm-hmm. You know, the the hypothalamus manufactures neuropeptides Mm -hmm. for every emotional state that you experience.
2: Yeah.
1: So it doesn't matter if you have fear, guilt, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a neuropeptide that's produced in response to that given emotion. Mm -hmm. And those neuropeptides attach to your cells. Mm -hmm. And then they set off chemical cascades on the inside of those cells which are associated with that particular mental state. Okay. The significance of that is... Uh, the more you bombard the system with the same neuropeptides, whenever that, whenever the the perceivable healthy cell divides mm-hmm. and be, you know turn, becomes a daughter or a sister cell, it's going to have more receptor sites on its surface for those particular neuropeptides that it's bombarded with the most.
0: You just biologically explain trauma,
1: and it'll have. Well, this is Dr. Uh, this is Dr. Joseph Dispenza.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not
1: doing anything. I don't. This is all. Well,
0: you're res- regurgitating it. Yeah,
1: this is all just stuff <laughs> I remember from right being a nerd for the last two decades. But uh, that's fascinating. But so, it, so it's going to have more receptor sites for you know whatever uh, mm-hmm. depression, fear, yeah, uh, guilt, anger, whatever, and less receptor sites mm-hmm. for you know things Pleasure. like vitamins, right, minerals, yes, yeah. <laughs> and things that it actually needs to. Mm-hmm. Actually, flourish and be a healthy cell. Mm -hmm. So that goes on long enough, you have essentially you you develop a chemical addiction to your own emotional Mm states, and that can be that can be pretty tough. But that's your gig. That can be pretty (laughs) tough to break. I don't deal with that. I'll just send I send those people to you. Yeah. And you know, Mm -hmm. you you can the two.
3: Yeah.
1: Make for one one hell of a combination if you can start changing your, your mental perspectives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, get essentially kind of get out of your own Mm -hmm. head. And at the same time, you're making better food choices. Mm -hmm. You have better meal frequency. You're regulating your blood sugar. You know, people forget the brain is pretty small. I mean, the Mm -hmm. damn thing only weighs a two, you know, even a a large brain won't weigh, but maybe three and a half, four pounds. Yeah. But it uses something like 20% of the oxygen in the body.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And it can use up to 60%. your total Mm. caloric intake
0: Mm. right and And that's why you need carbs i mean anytime anyone's like i've cut my carbs i'm like well you have to eat carbs for your brain to function but they're speaking about right but they're speaking of right (laughs) but they're speaking about uh processed carbs and they don't differentiate between like fruit and vegetables and a donut right i'm like well (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: those are not metabolically equivalent. Right,
3: right, those are... You
1: know, you might have yeah. a pile of fruit that has 40 grams of quote-unquote sugar in it, mm-hmm. and then you got a glazed donut that has 40 grams of sugar in it.
2: Completely those two different. do not
1: behave the same way Correct. when you place them into the human body. Mm-hmm. And anybody who tells you otherwise, I'm sorry, just frankly doesn't know what the hell they're talking about.
0: Or they're a metaphysicist. <laughs> because if you have the donut, depending on the person and the right. physiology... You know, for argument's sake.
1: Yes, I know where this is going.
0: Right, Re- resistance patterns, <laughs> mental patterns, all of it. It's the sprite. It's the you yeah. Know. You it could, could be for a particular person.
1: Right, but that's not something they would sustain themselves no.
0: on. <laughs> no, for sure.
1: You know, no. I. It, you yeah.
0: can't be on a one hundred percent donut diet for the rest of your life. That's right. not going to work. <laughs> that will. Work. That
1: will cause. I don't care Truth. how much you think it's helping you. Truth. That will cause <laughs> <laughs> you a problem at some point.
0: true Well, it's never about the donut. It's right. a, the donut it's, is a placeholder. The correct. Sprite's a placeholder. Yes. The, yeah, all of that is a placeholder. So, correct. you
1: know, all of that and being, mm-hmm. you know, possibly addicted to your own em- yeah. <laughs> emotional states, uh, you, you
2: mm-hmm.
1: to a degree, your nutrition and your lifestyle and, you know, the, those choices can improve that. And, yeah. and, but eventually you might hit a brick wall with, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of a, you know, some sort of a trauma yeah of some kind that has to be cleared out so you can you know be a little more clear
2: Mm -hmm.
1: about things and for me when i do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i'll generally start with asking people you know what what type of what type of stuff do you actually value Mm -hmm. like what
0: well and it's twofold too because if you experience something traumatic say and then you gain 20 pounds and you're saying, well, oh, how did I gain this? You know, I'm, I'm not pounding donuts every day, right. but the stress will cause, and chemically, there's a lot that's going on, obviously, but mentally too, you've c- created a stressor and resistance in your, in your body, and then the detoxification pathways can halt or slow down, and then fat can start being produced because, fat traps toxins in the body so it could be you know a thousand different ways it could manifest but even something as i would say you know quote unquote simple as that where you experience something traumatic or you go through a breakup or something and you gain 20 pounds it could be just that you've shut down your ability to let go and your detoxification pathways will mimic that and then you can't drop fat as much because you're holding on to it to protect yourself from a toxic internal environment in your body correct so things like you know water movement all of those things are going to push that open and mentally letting go as well right of okay maybe that relationship wasn't the best for me you know whatever it is that you need to do what did i learn yeah how did it serve me yeah how am i choosing this for myself correct right so all of that can help open up those pathways, release it, and you know, again, top up, bottom down, whatever. Right. Top, top down, bottom up.
1: <laughs> top up, <laughs> bottom yeah. down. Yeah. It's six one half dozen or the other. Right. Uh, either either way you approach that is going to be beneficial for the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Exactly. If you're you know working with a metaphysicist or a mm-hmm. mental coach or whatever it is, yeah. And that's all improving and you're clearing that kind of stuff out you mm-hmm. tend to make better decisions for yourself right whenever stuff like that gets cleared out mm-hmm. uh, you know you're well it's
0: resonance because you're you it changes the energetic frequency of your body so you're going to resonate more with higher quote unquote higher vibrational foods like fruits vegetables but right. you could also start with the fruits and vegetables so if someone comes to you first and is saying hey you know i need to improve my life You're not talking to them about their trauma. No, not typically. But you're saying, okay, start with, you know, eat some pineapple today or watermelon or whatever. All
1: right, drink some water. And
0: and then that changes their resonance and they, you know, they start crying or they start, you know, their relationship starts getting rocky and they're like, well, well, what's happening? I'm just eating fruit. Right. And, but it's a resonance. So your lifestyle has to match certain things and will bring up and detoxify emotions out that are causing the you know, shut down pathways to begin with. So the fruit will push out some of those emotions that are stuck in the different organ systems. And then their lifestyle has to change too.
1: Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a, there's another component that we had. I mean, I guess we touched on it. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, I don't know, but you know, you can, you can work with that kind of stuff physically Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And that's another thing that I'll do with some of my people is use the, the, the traditional Chinese, the five element system. Mm hmm. Right, so, wood, fire, water, earth, metal. Uh, everybody is usually an amalgam of, uh, of two, at least two of those. Yeah. Uh, but depending on their type, there's certain psychological characteristics that they tend to have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you, also, depending on their type, you can get a, 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 a yin and a yang organ pairing that will typically be their most vulnerable organs mm-hmm. in most cases. Like okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wood fire. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> is, right? <laughs>
3: That's so, great.
1: Well, it would be great if I were a wood earth. Yeah. Wood fire, you have to be very careful
0: not to sabotage yourself <laughs> not to set
1: yourself ablaze and right. literally burn yourself into ashes mm-hmm. and leave just a you know a heaping pile of shit on the ground well
0: you might be a phoenix you never know
1: right well that's my next tattoo oh uh, there
3: you go
1: yeah that's coming up hopefully yeah. in december um so wood types is that's my dominant that's my dominant type mm-hmm. uh the yin yang organ system is the liver gallbladder
3: okay yeah
1: Uh, And the liver stores anger and the gallbladder stores resentment. I've always had anger. I mean, anybody who's listening to this who (laughs) knew me as a kid would tell you, yeah, that kid had anger problems. Yeah. Um, But that served a purpose that was functional. We don't have time to get into that.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But that was necessary uh, at the time, not so much now. Mm -hmm. Um, But my liver is a vulnerable organ for me. So there are certain things that I do nutritionally there's certain things that i do physically you can pump the liver Mm -hmm. manually with manual therapy there are exercises that you can you can i I can teach people to to pump the hepatic flexure Mm -hmm. or which basically pumps the liver itself Mm -hmm. and then sometimes whenever you do that stuff particularly whenever you do the the manual therapy or the visceral work things start popping up when people they'll start crying or they'll Mm -hmm. they'll feel themselves get really angry or you know, they all of a sudden start telling a story about something that they're, you know, something that happened to them in their childhood. Yeah. The emo, the organs will store emotions.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that's what it's, that's essentially what what they do, right? Um, amongst other things, but so you there's a physical component to it, there's a mm-hmm. mental component to it, and then there's the food component to it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's true when i was on your table earlier you were working on my gastroc my uh calf yes and i was like that's so weird a memory just popped up of sinus sinus infections infections. when i was little so weird anyway keep going Uh, so yes all those yeah i mean
1: yeah muscles can do the same thing but typically Mm -hmm. uh, so usually when muscles start showing signs of problems Mm -hmm. it's because the organ system that's associated with that particular muscle is also potentially overloaded Mm -hmm. And so the, the nervous system doesn't like tension. Yeah, it will alleviate it out into essentially a a, a chakra center. Yeah, depending on what the tension is, uh, depending on the subject matter.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so you know, if 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 the if whatever it is that's disrupting your your psyche involves. Um, you know, whatever, let's, like, I've had a couple of cases. Let's say someone was raped,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so that obviously involves the sex organs and, and all that kind of stuff. So that that's going to be obviously dis- traumatic and disrupting the psyche quite a bit. sure, yeah. Well, that can easily concentrate in the sex and reproductive organs, mm-hmm. in the uterus, in the ovaries, uh, in, the, in the first and second chakras. right. Well, the body will seek to alleviate that out of the organ system mm-hmm. and out of the nervous system because those things supersede, you know, shit like a hip
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, or a knee in the chain of survival. Yeah. So the organs supersede muscles
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in, in, in survival terms. So it'll alleviate that stuff out into the musculoskeletal system. So usually if you see a muscle that's chronically a problem
3: mm-hmm. and
1: you can work your way backwards, yeah, through the neurological connection from the muscle to you know its neurological innervation mm-hmm. to what organs and systems may be on the same neurological channel, mm-hmm. and you can get a sense of what organ may be overloaded. You can get a sense of what emotion may be stored there. Right. If you know the sh- the the chakra center that that happens to be in, you can get a sense of what other emotional components may be involved, mm-hmm. and you may work on the organ system. Right, you can influence it inside out or outside in. Mm-hmm. It's more powerful inside out.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, well, and even certain foods will correspond with different body parts and colors, and correct that match the chakras and will right. support different areas of the body. Like grapes could help with um, the alveoli in the lungs because right. they're grouped and clustered together.
1: Yes, they look. This the structure is the same. Right. I love grapes. <laughs> Which grapes are? You know, that's a yeah. that's a pro thyroid yeah Uh, particularly dark particularly dark dark grapes right black purple whatever well Uh, i feel
0: like my leg is probably lymphatics yeah that goes to i guess what organ system with the spleen uh
1: yeah spleen uh uh, to a degree you could even say the appendix if you still got one yeah i do Uh, those are like lymphoid Mm -hmm. aggregates yeah um yeah, uh, and and this what is this what is the spleen? Overthinking. Yeah.
0: Worry, overthinking. Yeah, yeah. I got sounds be, like me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, me. Too. Well, you've worked on on mine. Yeah. Uh, before. Mhm. Um. And usually my so my splenic flexure
2: mm-hmm.
1: is usually problematic. Right. Um, which yeah. Which I got to well. do. You know, I got to do pumping and all this kind of stuff for for that as mm-hmm. well. So it's a, you know, I don't usually... I mean, there's some cases of people that I work with where Mm -hmm. we'll get into this stuff. Yeah. But, you know, from a food perspective, it's, all right, what do you, you know, take an inventory of where you are. Right. Where is it that you want to go and what do you have to do to get there?
0: And most people that come to see you is really like, I'm not eating... (laughs) I need to eat or I'm eating crap I need to eat better right
1: it doesn't it, have to be it's pretty basic it
0: doesn't have, to be, doesn't like have
1: to be terribly complicated yeah and I do have a food list that I work from and people usually get it and they're like man I, you know I don't know how that's going to work and it, well that's why you're working with me yeah, it's my job exactly. to help you
0: change your lifestyle
1: figure out <laughs> right. how to make this a workable you know component for stuff and what, what right. people forget is that the last thing particularly if you're not really healthy mm-hmm. or you're not satisfied with your current level of health. The last thing you want to do is a 180.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Bad idea. Yeah. Like you,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's throwing gasoline on a fire. You've yeah. got to... People are usually shocked whenever they hear me, hear me say, listen, the, the slower you go
3: mm-hmm.
1: with these changes that I'm asking you to make, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Which is usually why I only have people change like two or three things mm-hmm. in a given, probably in a given month. Yeah. Like, all right, we need to eat, need to eat breakfast. You haven't eaten breakfast for 17 years. Mm-hmm. We need to eat breakfast. What do I need to eat at this point? I don't care.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, don't eat, you know, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eat, it doesn't have to be ideal. Eat a piece of fruit. Yeah. Eat something.
0: Yeah, start with Wait, at least one thing.
1: Yeah. Eat, eat one one little thing in the morning, you know, something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm, I'm always nauseated in the morning. Yeah, because you probably have super elevated levels of stress hormones. Adrenaline
3: running through First yeah. thing in the
1: morning, mm-hmm. and that's making you nauseated. You're going to have to, you know, take a couple of bites of something and then work your way up to being able to eat a meal to bring your stress hormone levels down. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you're nauseated in the morning and you start your day with coffee.
3: Right, exactly. You,
1: you, can't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can if you want to continue to get what you've always gotten. Mm -hmm. But if you want to change the output, you got to change the input.
0: Yep. And then there are people who are the overachievers who will stick to everything you say and obsess over. Like, well, then I can't have an avocado, or you know. But it's like, okay, then you got to eat everything real. Let's let's start with that, and then. It's like, okay, well, you could eat the avocado. If that's what you're craving, then eat it. That's not going to be the be-all, end-all that's going to tip you over the edge. No,
1: nothing like that's going to, I mean, unless somebody's like a cancer patient or
0: right, something
1: right. like that, nothing like that is going to tip the scale mm-hmm. that far over.
0: But some people will attach to that, but that's mm, some, okay, so I'm <laughs> actually getting something <laughs> right now. <laughs> Coming through. Um, I just heard that that's like a responsibility thing. That this just making. in. This just in, everybody. Yeah. Tune in from Tokyo. Um, <laughs> the, from Venus. Um, yeah, not here. <laughs> definitely not here. Definitely not um, here. The, it's, they're making you responsible for their healing. Right. When they're attached and obsessed with that. So that if it doesn't work, which it won't, because their mind is so strong. Right. That they're sabotaging it in right. a way. So that
1: it's, victimhood. it's
0: not, it's not going to work. So, but it's not their fault. The thing that they need to learn, right. It's yeah. not their fault. But the thing that they need to learn is stepping into their own responsibility for their health and themselves right. and making those decisions and being willing to fail because that's their fear. Right. FOMO. FOMO. Full yeah. circle.
1: <laughs> fear, fear of failing on my own. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, you, you know, awareness is, is step one. Mm hmm. Essentially, you, you if you're not aware, like most people are kind of walking around in, in a uh, kind of a conscious unconsciousness. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like I know. Inst- Autopilot. I know instinctively that, you know, uh, you know a, 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 a stack of 17 pancakes for breakfast is probably not good for me. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: I know that if I eat a pint of ice cream every night before I go to bed... Mm-hmm. After a month, you know, I might weigh seven to ten pounds more. Right. But I'm gonna wait until I weigh seven to ten pounds more, and I'm gonna be pissed off about it. Yeah. That's a that's a conscious unconsciousness. Like mm-hmm. you're you're making decisions, but you're not really conscious of what the hell you're really doing
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you're doing it. Uh, so I always tell people, awareness is the, is is step one. You mm-hmm. have you have to become more aware of what you're doing and what the effects right. of what you're doing actually are. That's why I use something that's fairly concrete like temperature and pulse mm-hmm. like that's a big deal in my system uh, I, we don't deal with it necessarily every day but if, if you eat something and then your freaking body temperature goes into the toilet and your well your pulse can do any number of things depending on where you're at but that will tell you something yeah you know there's, there's a way to gauge your body's constantly talking to you mm-hmm. you just have to learn how to listen to the signals so most people are so separated from their their body and themselves, they can't really feel anything. Mm -hmm. So I can't talk to that person about, you know, how, how, how the food make you necessarily make you feel because they feel like crap no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, you can bring in something tangible like temperature and pulse as sort of an objective, I don't really want to call it a biomarker, but
2: Mm -hmm. it's
1: kind of what it is uh, to, to show them, look, you, you know, (laughs) You ate like this and you woke up and you were almost in stage one hypothermia. Mm. That indicates a massively hypometabolic state. If we want to change the output, we got to change the input. Yeah. So let's look at what we put in, Mm -hmm. which was a whole hell of a lot of nothing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And let's make some changes on that. Yeah, and then see what happens. And you can do that stuff on a meal to you know a meal by meal basis, or you can do it for the the, the you know the, the totality of a day. Or I usually do it for for two days in a row, mm-hmm. uh, which helps them to develop some level of awareness around what they're doing. Then they'll start to notice. All right, well, you know, I put a lot of emphasis on sleep mm-hmm. with most people in the initial stages because that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. Right. If you're not recovering ever,
3: yeah.
1: you know, that's a problem. That's where knowing some of your neurotypes and your deficiencies and mm. seeing what your temperatures and pulses are when you go to bed versus when you wake up can tell me, okay, number one, you're probably not eating frequently enough. So if yeah. you're only eating two meals, we need to go to three. Mm-hmm. If you're only eating one, then we need to go to two. Yeah. If you're eating four and that's still not working, then we may need to go to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so the, the body tells the story. Right. I'm just a guy who helps facilitate the individual to learn how to listen to what their body is telling them based on some objective markers, mm-hmm. and then you eventually get to the point where you can kind of feel your way through that, yeah, but that takes some time i mean mm-hmm. i I did that crap with myself for like almost two years mm. before getting to the point now I could just eat, and I know thirty minutes later, yeah, that did me a lot of good, or that was that wasn't a good idea. yeah. Um, or my, my, you know, my ratios were off, or I didn't have enough carbohydrate, or I had too much fat, or you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to...
0: Tune into that. To
1: tune into mm-hmm. that. And
0: yeah. there's still
1: times where you know, I'll go back and log and look just to see, mm-hmm. uh, which I did just a, just a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, and um, then when all else fails, you'll go rock climbing.
1: <laughs> possibly, yeah, we haven't been in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to do things that you enjoy yeah <laughs> shocker right um,
0: but that was a little bit of a learning curve for you
1: but yeah it was but because you know i mean i always i, I go to the gym all the time and yeah. i do enjoy that so i've always considered that as like well I'm, i am doing something i enjoy
3: yeah yeah yeah
1: which is cool but i'm also beating the shit out of myself right. when i do it's
0: <laughs> right. like it. the word is called fun
1: right so it's, but i do yeah. enjoy Yeah. You know, but so I still have that. Yeah. And I've I've done a lot of things differently to take more time for myself. Yeah. And uh, do shit that I consider to be, (laughs) I consider to be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need you need all of it. Right. But most people won't be able to handle doing all of it at one time.
0: Oh, for sure not. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: with with the nutritional work that, or excuse me can't say that yeah food with the food and health <laughs> coaching that's yeah. done you know none of it is meant to be diagnostic yeah I mean, you can get all your you you need diagnostics you got there hey
2: yeah
1: open a phone well they don't make phone books anymore <laughs> but you can find a thousand people that'll give you a diagnosis for sure now, that's not my gig my yeah. gig is i'm looking at you as a, a whole person Hmm. And from a nutritional standpoint and a recovery, you know, a breakdown versus recovery standpoint, yeah. we need to balance the scales a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's use food to do that. Yep. We can use manual therapy to do that in some in some capacity, depending on how open the person is.
3: For sure. And if you want,
1: mm-hmm. we, can, we can work on some of the organ systems. We can do pumping for different things. We can you know, do mm-hmm. some cranial work to, to calm the... Mm -hmm. sympathetic nervous system down stimulate the vagus nerve there are exercises you can do for that there's manual therapy for that there's breathing for that Mm -hmm. putting all the you know it's the little things over the course of time that make the biggest Mm -hmm. change anyway yeah it's like nobody cares if you're going to change something that you do once a year Mm -hmm. like oh we're going to change where we go on vacation next year who gives a shit? that doesn't do anything (laughs) what are you doing every day that you're going to change that's gonna matter. What you do once a mm-hmm. year for a week, yeah, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. That's a waste. I mean, great if you want to do that, but that's not gonna. That's not gonna suddenly cause some massive shift in your life. Mm-hmm. It won't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For a short period of time, yes, that's not gonna last
0: unless you meet someone who. going to be with the rest of your life correct
1: (laughs) yes that aside i mean you could have some powerful experience on your change of vacation true but that powerful experience is something that you're going to take with you every single day Mm -hmm. the vacation itself is done when you step on a plane to come back home or whatever which is often why some people who are in chronic pain uh, go on vacation have no pain Mm -hmm. and the second they get back home they're back in pain back again
0: 100 percent. it happens yeah. all the time all the time i can't even
1: I, I, so yep. I, I mean again i specialize in the ridiculous Mm-hmm. so and my practice has been chronic pain like crazy chronic pain for yeah. seven what, what year are we in
0: 2021 i believe
1: 21 Mm-hmm.
0: so i thought it was 2023 the other day
1: <laughs> <yeah>. slow <laughs> down like, i know it might have been like,
3: oops yeah
1: um yeah, so, I mean, this is since oh four, so this is six, seven, <laughs> 17 years of, I can't, I lost count mm-hmm. of how many people would yeah. go on vacation, not have any pain, come back, and then, mm-hmm. you know, their pain comes back.
0: Oh, I do that, because I'm living part-time in Austin, Texas right now, and when I'm there, my eyesight corrects.
1: Austin, Massachusetts? <laughs> <laughs> the univer- Austria! <laughs> the University of yeah. Austin in Massachusetts, your eyesight corrects. Yeah. Interesting.
0: yeah. So it, it just corrects, and then when I come back, it's like, I, I know it's a metaphysical thing just because, you know, I've corrected my eyesight multiple times using energy work, and then it'll go right back to yeah. regular how it is, you know, but then when I'm outside of my patterns that are that exist around my hometown and I get out and go somewhere, my eyesight clears up. Very
3: interesting,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. fixed mine a long time ago with the uh, Bates mm-hmm. method of natural vision correction. Oh, uh, and then I got too lazy to keep that shit up, so mm-hmm. I was like, forget it, I just wear contacts, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, bringing it kind of full circle, right back to a, a reasonable uh, point,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, the mental is the physical, is the chemical
0: everything is nothing is the mental (laughs) and nothing is everything
1: (laughs) exactly it it, you you, it doesn't matter which one you decide to work on first right neither one is more right than the Mm -hmm. other in in my opinion i happen to uh favor uh, Mm -hmm. nutrition and or excuse me food yeah
0: things you eat (laughs) yeah
1: stuff you put into your face yeah (laughs) Uh, um, Face
0: stuffing, uh, be, <laughs> professional. Just
1: because you know that's a that's just a passion of mine. I'm, I'm super. I've been super yeah. interested in that since I was like 15,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which is like 25 25 years now. So mm-hmm. It's kind of wild to think about, but um, and it's something that you have to do, mm-hmm. right? You know, unless you become a breatharian, <laughs> which is you know we're possible. Several, I think, several generations or more away from that.
0: I've tried that for a day, and I was like, yeah. I like
1: food. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to have to eat. So, you might as well learn Yeah. what the best way to feed your body is mm-hmm. instead of listening right. to so-and-so's book on... I stopped reading diet books, like, 14 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I have a library full of them. hmm But...
0: Well, I think the people should just start somewhere, you know, because there are so many options out there. I feel like just certainly. starting somewhere and especially full circle if you have a thyroid issue (laughs) right it it could be very nutritionally based or food based sorry
1: (laughs) yeah for sure i mean there's 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 zero there's zero doubt about that yeah and i mean there's so many things that impact the thyroid Mm -hmm. I, i don't think i can you know just in the same way that you could say there's not much that you can do that doesn't impact your blood sugar True. You could say the same thing about there's not mm-hmm. much you're going to do that's not going to impact your, your thyroid physiology right. as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and you can't fix a thyroid issue until you regulate blood sugar with mm-hmm. the right types of food and the right combinations at the right time for your body right now. And caveat, that's going to change. Yep. It might work for you right now and it might work for six months. Mm-hmm. It might work for a year. It might work for a decade. Mm-hmm. Eventually, something will happen. And that's going to have to change. Yep. Like if, if I'm studying or researching more, my diet's different
3: mm-hmm. than
1: it is if I'm just in the gym and I'm not really doing anything to like all, all, all that mentally challenging for myself. Yeah. So, you, you know, your, your selective, the selective pressures that you're under mm-hmm. kind of dictate some of what you need to be doing. Right. But. You like know, you,
0: leading up to your cycle, if you're a woman.
1: Right, it, yeah, things know, can change. You can you require need more energy. You can require more of everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it might just be more, it could just be more salt. It mm-hmm. could just be more protein. It could just be more carb. It depends on what you're doing right now. Right. You may need more of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that's a, that's a perfect example mm-hmm. of, okay, you know, <laughs> maybe the week before, and everybody will be different. It could be three or four days before. That's where the temperature and pulse thing comes into play as well.
3: Right, that's um, true. Mm
1: -hmm. With my females, I'll usually have them keep a calendar of of first morning temperature and pulse. I have a calendar that I send them. It's electronic. You can plug that stuff in Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And they'll do that through the course of the month and Mm -hmm. then also highlight when their cycle starts and when it ends.
3: Okay.
1: Or or when it's the first day of of Mm -hmm. bleeding and then the last day. Mm -hmm. And then look at the rest of the month and kind of look at. What their temperatures and pulses are doing around the cycle. Mm. And then you can kind of start drawing some conclusions. All right, well, based on what we're seeing temperature and pulse wise, you're probably going to need more of this. Yeah. You're also looking at food logs.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. uh, you do have to keep track of some of that stuff. Yeah. Not every day, but mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, yeah. And okay, so now, right, three or four days leading up, you need this. Mm-hmm. The week of, or the five days of, or whatever it is for you, you need this. After that, You can taper off on some of these things and and different things can happen at different phases of 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 the cycle yeah but you know if it's a if it's a hormone thing it's a thyroid thing too Mm -hmm. and if it's a thyroid thing then it's definitely related to a blood sugar thing yeah because your stress hormones are moving around if your blood sugar is bouncing around so are your stress hormones Mm -hmm. and if your stress hormones are doing that then it's interfering with your thyroid function. Mm-hmm. If it interferes with your thyroid function, then you can't synthesize all the youth-associated youth, youth, yeah, youth associated stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you just end up in a perpetual state of breakdown. Yeah. And then you know, then your detoxification pathways don't work. All, you know, all hell breaks loose.
0: Yep. Well, thank you so that much. That was fun. <laughs> thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that, 10 minutes?
0: Yeah, it was four and a half. <laughs> I love how how I like... Sounds about right. Can we do a 30-minute podcast? It's an hour and 42 minutes later.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. That's wild.
0: (laughs) It's okay. You know, we're like um, hoarders. You know, uh, have you seen hoarders before? You know how they're like... I have. (laughs) It's like disassociation. They're like... You know, when you like to collect a lot of things, I'm like, okay, this goes way beyond collecting. That's us. We're mental hoarders. We just collect and collect and collect information and educational... Yeah. Tidbits that are mostly not useful but fun to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've tried to stop, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. But moral of the story, we know nothing and don't trust anybody.
1: <laughs> DTA okay. for sure. Don't right. don't trust anyone. Uh but yeah. Yeah. That was
0: Yeah.
3: That was a good start. Yeah.
1: We could probably do another
0: 5,000 hours at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for um just our one health tip for today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we tried to answer one question, right. and that didn't. That, I don't know if I don't even know if that worked. I don't know if we answered it or <laughs> I was not.
0: Like I'm gonna ask them maybe like ten questions. Just one, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's a start. <laughs> well,
0: have ten more podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned, everybody.
1: It's a start.
0: <laughs> Bye. Ooh, oh, 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 oh.